Well, good morning, everybody. It is great to be together. Uh, it is definitely one of the most unique ways we've ever been together. Uh, this week has been, as so many of us have heard and said so many times, almost kind of unprecedented. There are just changes that have been happening all around us that are just like nothing else that we've ever experienced. You know, today, uh, speaking to basically an empty room, just into your home, it's totally different than how we have normally ever done any of these things. And in the midst of all that, there's for sure different emotions and experiences that have gone along with that. What the week may have held for you, uh, I can only guess. But today we want to think about this moment in such a way that each one of us could maybe ask ourselves, that regardless of what is happening in my circumstances, here's the question we're asking as a church, is how do we live well in this moment? What we hope for you is that we don't just stay well over the next little stretch of time, but rather how do we live well? And maybe if we could even be so bold to think how do we live better than perhaps we ever have experienced before. This is what God wants for us. It's actually what Jesus said he came to bring, life abundant, that we might live well and live to the full. And that is a, a truth and a reality that can happen regardless of circumstance. What I want to talk to you about today, I believe, is one of the keys to it. And it's really going to come around the whole idea of what if this is a season to re, revalue, to reprioritize, to relook at what do we value in life. You know, one of the fascinating things about all of the change currently taking place is how values are changing all around us. Uh, as we mentioned, we'll be using Zoom for our e-groups coming up. Encourage you to be connected in one of those. I wonder how many of us had a Zoom call for the first time this week. Let's just do a quick show of hands. You can just raise your hand right where you are. I see that. Yep, there we go. We got a few. We got quite a few, I think. Maybe not everyone. But you know, Zoom, this online technology is suddenly so valuable. This year, their stock has risen by more than 100%, something like 120% when I looked last. In the nature of the way the world is, suddenly they are far more valuable. There's also a, a side note, another uh, company called Zoom Technologies out of China whose stock has risen 900% this year. They started out around $3 a share, been up as high as 24, uh, and they actually had to stop trading them this week because they felt that probably what was happening is people were confusing them. And so their value got way uh, inflated. They'd actually not filed anything for about five years, done anything as a company. It's an interesting season where values are changing all around us. What I want to invite you to consider today is how might this be a moment? One of the things that will enable us to live well, here's what we believe. If we are followers of Jesus Christ, we believe that in this moment, we want our light to shine in the darkness. We want to live differently and we want to respond differently. We want people to see the impact and difference Christ makes in our life. But I want to suggest to you it will only happen as we begin to reprioritize and revalue some key things in our life. You know, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says this. It says, above all else, guard your heart, for your whole life flows from it. Everything you do flows from it. There's an older translation of this. It says, guard your heart, for it is a wellspring of life. You know what's amazing? This is a, a verse that's going to, Invite us to shift some of how we think about life by saying, do you know what matters absolute most in your life? What matters most in my life? What matters most in all our lives? 
is our heart, our interior life, who we are on the inside. What matters most, it's a, it's a verse that invites us to say, okay, think about everything you value, what's important to you. Right now we're all having to think about what we value and things that we do value have been shifted and changed. But this verse says, above everything else, put it all to the side. Here's what matters most, your heart. Guard your heart. Because no matter what else happens to you, it says your heart, if it is well, your whole life will flow from it. It'll be like a wellspring of life within you. And then it's like life, not only will you experience it, it'll be flowing within you, but actually that life that's within you flowing could maybe even flow out onto others around you. You know, when I think of being well, one of the habits I get in and out of over the years is juicing. I love to juice and I would always make juices and I would make fruits and vegetables. I'm the kind of guy when I juice, I always like a few apples in there. If you're juicing vegetables, you just throw in a few apples, you'll hardly know the vegetables are even there. Last year I got on this kick of juicing celery. Normally whenever I've done celery, I'd want some apples in there so it's a kind of a tastier drink. But I'd read about how celery, when you juice it, can be incredibly beneficial for your body. So I started juicing celery, just straight celery. It comes out like the greenest drink you've ever seen. And you go to taste it. It's so green. It even looks delicious. But as soon as you taste it, it's, very, it's quite bitter. I really liked it because when I would drink it, I sort of felt like, well, this is the taste of being healthy, right? I would try and share it. People around me, my family, weren't too big of fans of it. The thing about juicing, what I love about juicing is all juicing ever shows you is what's in that fruit or vegetable. You're never going to stick celery in a juicer and out's going to come something sweet because it is not, it's not at the heart of what celery is. It's not its inner life. What juicing does is it, it takes this thing and it just says, here's what's inside it. You know what's happening in our world right now is we're all kind of going through this juicer. All of us are experiencing it in different ways and different levels. All of us, but, but there's almost no one on planet Earth who is currently unaffected. There's this virus that not only can it seem to spread unwellness, it also seems to spread fear wherever it goes. So into this environment, we all are having our lives changed and shifted. And it's almost like we're going through this juicer that's pushing us and poking us and it's going, what's inside? And this is why this is a moment where we get to say, you know what matters above all else? It's our heart. It's our, our inner life. And out of that inner life and whatever's there, that, that is what we will experience. You know, I want to encourage you to begin to look at this particular moment as a moment. The, the initial experience we're all going through right now, what we'll find in that initial experience is it will show us what's there right now. It will, it will just show us. It's going to juice us. We're going to find out whatever's in there. It, it doesn't, you know, what's happening, it, it's not going to maybe make us feel like this. It's just whatever's in there will come to the surface. But the far more exciting reality right now is that depending on what we do from that point, this is a moment where we can guard our heart. Other translations say, you know, kind of be vigilant in taking care of your heart. And in fact, if we begin to look at what's happening right now through a different set of lenses, that maybe if we begin to value things a little differently, we can actually change the experience or even the content of what's in our heart, that this is a season we could guard our heart 
and perhaps make it healthier than it maybe ever has been before. You know, I love how James writes about this idea in many ways. In James uh, chapter 1, verse 2, he says this. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. James goes, I'm going to give you this kind of whole different value setup, this whole different value uh, structure. He says, I I want you to actually think about these things, not just you're going to tolerate them, but consider it pure joy. And whenever you face trials of many kinds, because there's something it accomplishes, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know, I, I love these verses because they invite us to see life in a, in a different way where actually our trials They produce something in our life that is of great value. That trials, when we engage in a particular way with them, if we can do like James says and actually go, you know what, I can consider this pure joy. Why? Because it's comfortable, because it's what I was hoping for, because it's how I was hoping my day, my week, my life might go. No, he says, because it can accomplish something that is more valuable than even our comfort. He says it can actually produce perseverance. And perseverance, why is that valuable? Because it will lead us to be mature and complete. What he's saying is that there should be a value in our life that goes far beyond what is my experience of life, but is centered instead on am I becoming mature and complete? What's my heart? Who am I on the inside? You know, this is a moment, I I believe, for us, if we are followers of Christ, we want our light to shine brightly. Our light will shine as we attend to, as we guard, as we with all diligence guard our hearts. And it will begin to shift what's going on in our lives. And this may be some of the, the value rearranging you've already been beginning to experience or wrestle with, that we have to shift from Maybe some of the things we thought were going to be most important to us in life. And to begin to look at life is about who I become. Becoming mature, becoming complete. Trials can become a source of joy because I have a whole different value system. And when that happens, what I believe I want to talk to you about in these next several minutes is what is the juice that's coming out of us in this season? What is going to flow out of us and into the world and on to the people around us? And James imagines us that joy might be a part of that. That we might have joy no matter what's going on. Look at what Paul writes in Romans chapter 5. He writes about this whole idea of how we engage with sufferings. He says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. This is a total value rearranged. We glory. We boast. We're like, we are are just, you know, kind of speaking out about our sufferings because we know they produce something that is of great value in our lives, perseverance. And that perseverance, that endurance, that ability to hold up under difficult circumstances, that's what perseverance is here. It produces something. It produces character. 
And this idea of it producing character, it's shaping who we are in our interior world, who we are. And that character can give us, and this is what is meant to flow out of a follower of Jesus Christ, hope. Let me hear you say hope. And you're in your room right now. You're around some people. Just say hope out loud. You know, just speaking the word hope. This is what our our world needs right now. And this is what our Heavenly Father wants to produce in our lives. He wants to have us have hearts that are full of hope. You know what hope is? It is this confident certainty that looks forward to that which is good and beneficial. We live in a world right now that's just looking forward going, I have no confidence in anything. And that is why fear is spreading so radically. But we are invited out of our faith in Christ and in who he is to become a people where even sufferings produce perseverance. And that perseverance produces character and that produces hope. Imagine this. Imagine that we as a people, I love thinking about our church scattered around the city and imagine us scattered everywhere, spreading hope wherever we go. We bump into people and circumstances and situations. We get a little bit juiced and it's hope that starts to rise out of us. And not a hope that is based on just kind of, well, we're just going to pretend everything's going to be okay next week or the week after. It's not a false just kind of, oh, I'm sure it'll all be okay. It is a hope that is rooted and grounded in who Christ is. And it's a hope that is built, not in good times. We don't have hope because, well, it's all going to be easy. It is a hope that is built through suffering and perseverance, but leaves us with this strong hope. Imagine being that person in your family, in your workplace, on your street, who is just a beacon of hope. I I hope, I desire that if somebody bumps into me, a bit of my hope spills out onto them. You know, if you want to build hope in your life, it requires this shift in perspective. It requires moving from what matters is all these other things in my life. Do you know what matters is my hope and is my heart, is who I become. What matters is Christ. And I I can even look at suffering and consider it joy because of what it will produce in me. Hope is something we can build in this season, perhaps like no other moment in time. And that hope will shine brighter in this moment than perhaps no other time. But it's not something we can fake, nor should we try. It is something we need to allow God to cultivate in our heart that spills out of us. You know, Paul writes about it. Here's one of the things that helps produce it as well. In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul writes this. He says, therefore, we do not lose heart. He's writing, these people are in difficult times. He goes, we do not lose heart. This is not who we are as followers of Christ. We do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, there may be difficulties we encounter, yet inwardly in our heart we are being renewed day by day. There is something that can happen in the midst of those outward difficulties that we can be renewed. Something's being built on the inside day by day. For our light and momentary troubles... And this is almost hilarious. This is how Paul describes his life and their life. He's experiencing trials and tribulations that most of us can't imagine in our day in history. But he says that they are achieving for us. There is something they are doing that is of great value. They are achieving an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. He says this is far more valuable. He shifts this whole idea of what is valuable. And so he says, so instead, here's what we do. We fix our eyes. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. 
Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Do you want to know the perspective shift? If you want to rearrange the values in your life, if you want to let this be a moment in your life where God is able to do a work in your heart as never before, to produce a wellspring of life within you, the hope that we have is found in this shift from looking and grounding ourselves in the temporary world around us and beginning to ground ourselves in that which is unseen. One reason we can give up on hope, or one reason we can allow fear to take root, or, or anxiety to take root, or all these things to get in to, be, to take a hold in our heart, is when we are focused on this temporary world. Now, I'm not saying we just kind of, oh, don't worry, and we'll all just get through this, but that's, that's not what this is about, but what he's saying is we must anchor ourselves deeply. The roots of our life and heart must draw. If there's going to be a wellspring in us, we need to be connected to the well of who God is. We need to drive our our roots down deep into this eternal perspective the Bible gives us for our lives and to rearrange our value structure and to start to see our life in the light of this story. Paul goes on in the next chapter, and as he continues to talk about that very idea, he puts it this way. He says, therefore, we are always confident. Hey, wouldn't it be great if we were the people who had a confidence, even in the midst of an uncertain world? He says, we are confident, and we know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we live by faith. Wherever you are, let me hear you say faith. We live by faith and not by sight. Do you know, the, the scriptures imagine that we would have a life that, you know what's in our heart? Hope. We cultivate hope. Do you know what's in our heart? Faith. That when we get bumped and we get juiced and life squeezes us a bit, that what bubbles out of us is faith. There's so much fear in our world. As followers of Christ, This is a moment for us to put our roots down deep into the eternal perspective that God has given us. That we might walk through this moment in such a way that faith rises up within us. That we don't don't just see what's around us. We live by faith and not by sight. We are not those who pretend that reality is one thing when it's not, but rather we are people who are anchored in a story that is larger than just what is happening around us. You know, Peter speaks once again. We see it all through the scriptures. This is what it tells us. We should rearrange the way we look at life and what it's about and our values. And and Peter wrote about this very same idea as well. And in chapter 1 and verse 6, he says, in all this, in 1 Peter 1, 6, if If we can just drop there, he says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Peter's going to talk about joy. Verse 7, he says, These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Peter says, uh, all this stuff, he's going to speak to value. He goes, all of this, all these trials have come. And they faced great, great trials. But Peter says, all this has come because there is something that is of more worth, more value than gold. It's your faith. It's a faith that is refined by the fire that through the testing has been shaped. Through the testing has caused them to drive their roots deep down into who God is and his eternal perspective. And he says because of that, because of this total value rearrange, 
we can rejoice even in circumstances like this. I love how he finishes this section in verse 8. He says, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him. You live by faith and not by sight. And you are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Do you know this is what we are to be filled with? An inexpressible and glorious joy. Do you know the scriptures imagine that even in times of trial, that the people of God would be filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy? Imagine that. Do you know I believe that what the scriptures paint is that this is what it looks like to guard our heart. We're supposed to guard our heart above all else. We're supposed to realize that we need to value who we're becoming on the inside more than our circumstances. And I don't say that lightly. I know many of you are facing incredibly difficult circumstances. But what if this was a moment that we allow God to so refine and so reshape our hearts that we valued something greater than the other places we may have looked for security in the past. We valued something greater than some of the comforts we might have indulged ourselves in. We valued something greater than some of the plans that have no doubt for many of us had to change this year. We valued that God might be able to do something in our hearts, to produce something. That we might be a people who are full of faith. A people who are full of hope. A people who are full of joy. Imagine if that's what the followers of Jesus were known for in this moment. They are the people who are full of faith and full of hope and full of joy. And every time you bump into one, something spills out of them. And it's like they're just overflowing. It's like this spring that's welling up within them of faith, of hope, of joy. Can I tell you something? Our world needs us as followers of Christ to be people who are bringing faith and hope and joy wherever we go. If you're watching this and you wouldn't have normally watched something like this or or shown up at a church service, but you found yourself here, can I tell you something? God wants to know that faith and hope and joy are possible in your life, even in a time like this. We find them as we begin to reshape how we look at life, as we begin to revalue what we think life is about and that which is most important. And, And we feel like... It's like this paradox of life. We feel like, oh, if I just held on to, you know, the security I'm craving, the, the, the certainty I wish I had, I wish I could just hold on to those. But the paradox of life is that as we don't value those things, as we shift our priorities and say what matters most is my heart, and I'm going to begin to see all my circumstances and the opportunity where God could refine and shape my heart. That's how we begin to grow in our hearts No longer fear and worry, but faith and hope and joy. And when that starts to bubble up in our hearts, it becomes like a spring. It becomes like a spring that can overflow. And it overflows within us. And it starts to overflow in our conversations. And it starts to overflow in our words. And it starts to overflow into the spaces we find ourselves. And we can become those people who no matter what happens, we can say, just as, as we see in the scriptures, that I can consider it all joy. Because I know it's, that the challenges I'm facing today are achieving something of far greater value in my life. They're shaping my heart. They're shaping my character. They're shaping my inner being. And how I respond, how I process it, when I can begin to tap into this perspective that the scriptures give us, that 
I'm not going to live by sight. I'm going to live by faith. I'm going to drive the roots of my life deep into who God is. The further we press into that, the more we allow this wellspring of life to flow. You know, I'm going to invite the team to come out in just a moment. They're going to sing a song over you. They're going to sing one more song for us. And you're welcome to join in where you are. Or you may just want to sit and listen to it and close your eyes. But here's what I I just want to invite you to do. Maybe today is a a day of realigning how you look at what's happening in your life. Maybe today is a day that you might need to say to God, God, what am I valuing too greatly? That actually if I would just let go of it, And begin to say, you know what matters more than that thing is, is my heart. God, I want to guard my heart. It may be that today there's some things he might show you. He might reveal to you and say, you know what? If you want to experience that faith and hope and joy that that God has for you, it's going to require letting go of a few things we used to value. And beginning to adopt a whole new way of looking at things. You know, during this next song, maybe use it as a few moments. Maybe grab a notebook and journal a little bit and write some things. Maybe just close your eyes and take a few minutes of quiet and listen, but create some stillness. You know, we've all been engaged in so much this week. As we gather right now, this is a moment to stop and to get in touch with what's going on in your heart. And where might God want to speak to you today that you could just lay something before him? Maybe there's something you need to surrender to him today. Maybe there was something you're disappointed about. Maybe there's something you're afraid about. Maybe there's something that you find yourself just holding on to, but it's time to just kind of say, Lord, I'm willing to surrender all of it that I might gain more of you. You know, I want to pray for you this morning. You can bow your head and, and close your eyes where you are. Create a moment of stillness and space if you like. Or take a few just deep breaths right where you are. But I want to pray. I want to pray in the next few moments. God would be doing something in your life as you embrace what it is. To make the most valuable thing in your life. To be all about who he's forming you to be. Heavenly Father, I ask right now. That for every person who is watching this. That this next few minutes would be very holy space where God your Holy Spirit is able to speak into their lives to speak words of comfort and encouragement let them know you are with them and you are for them and you are near to them and I pray that God where there are things in hearts that actually you would say to them you know what would you let go of this? Would you trust me with that? That God, if there are things you want to say and whisper that would allow every one of us, Lord, me first, to know here's what it's going to look like in this season to allow you to refine our hearts, to make that what is most important to us. God, I pray they'd be able to hear your voice in that. I pray they'd hear from you. I pray that you'd begin to strip away those things that could block up that wellspring of life and let new life flow and hearts across your people. I ask it in Jesus' name. Connect with him in these next few moments.
know, it's been so great to be able to spend this time together with you, wherever you are and however you've connected in. And I hope there is something that God is going to do in your life in this season that is like nothing he's ever done before. You know, we keep talking about how this is just like a once in a lifetime moment. It is a once in a lifetime opportunity to allow him to shape your heart in a way that will be life-giving. The rest of your life, there will be benefits that he has for us in this moment. It's not easy. I don't in any way want to pretend that it is. It is not easy. But wow, there's so much he wants to do in our lives. So much he can do in your heart and your life in this season. And we want to be a part of journeying that with you. If you're new here at True North, please know, you know, we, we really believe that God is for you. We really believe that for all of us that, you know, the best days are still in the future and there are things he has for us up ahead. And we want to press in that. We'd love to journey that with you. You know, if you are uh, someone as well who, you know what, this week you want to be able to really lean into going, God, I want to be in touch with what you're doing in my heart. I think one of the greatest challenges of allowing God to shape our heart and to form that faith and that hope and that joy is we have to slow down enough to understand what's in our heart. We have to slow down enough to start to hear the voice of God. I don't know if there's ever been a better season to begin to slow down and pay attention to what God might say to us on a daily basis than a season like this one. I'm going to just make available for you on our website this week. We'll have some things around a, a spiritual practice. It's called a daily review. Or, and it's just a practice how actually every day I want to be able to equip you to be able to create space in your life to just walk slowly with God and allow Him to just show you some things in your heart that literally on a daily basis, he can be at work in your life. It's a practice I love. I've practiced it in my own life over a, a long uh, stretches of time, and I'd love to share it with you this week. So you can, we'll have it up via social, online, stay in touch with what's out. But if you know what, this week, I really want to lean into this. I want to create space in my life to let God do some work in my heart. Love to just share some of those practices with you. So it's been a great morning. I'd love to just pray one last prayer of blessing. As, as you just continue in your day, I hope today is different than every other day this week because we have met with him in this space together. Let me pray. Father in heaven, as we go from this gathering, I want to pray right now your blessing on each and every life. Lord, I pray that for every person, you would bless them this week with an increased sense of your presence in their life you would do something more valuable than they could ever imagine in their hearts today, this week, this season. And we ask it in Jesus' name, who gives us all confidence, in the name of Jesus, under whom is all authority in heaven and on earth. We ask it in his name. Amen.